Before we get started, I'm here to tell you about B-Res Coffee Co. Made for gamers by gamers right here in Florida. If you like medium or light roast, try our Necro Medium or Holy Grail Light. Looking for something dark? We have Critical Dark and my personal favorite, Stamina Boost. And I haven't even mentioned all the flavors. If you like freshly roasted coffee, then we are your guys. Come check us out at www.brezcoffeeco.com. Hi, cat! <laughs> I don't even know how to mod my own chat. Good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, literally have everybody that I know who comes in to mod, like mods in my Twitch. And I don't even stream that often, but I do it because like, I would be the one person that would get the hate raid. Like I would be, I'd be like just vibing and all of a sudden hate raid. And I'm like, really? So I made everybody that I know who comes in there like, a mod that way in case you know they can catch it before before it's a problem because i would be oblivious because i'm really bad at watching the chat and talking so. i've got a button on my stream deck which i need to add <laughs> it to the profile for jester's court but i do have a, on my stream i have a button on my stream deck that automatically shuts all that down nice goes nice. To, to sub sub only chat clears chat like i mean everything i like that yeah, it's a little you emergency button. You need a stream deck. You do need a stream deck. If yeah, you stream well, more often, I would probably buy you one. You know, it's hard to with my schedule and then like having to like get the boy and band camp and you know, all that stuff. It, it really is rough, but I, I'm planning to do some streaming the week that I'm off other than you know, um, the Game Pink thing. So Other than the Game Pink thing. Yeah. Yeah, I have like the whole weekend planned for Game Pink. Which um, I'm gonna have to like rope the. T I don't know if he's gonna be with us. I have to rope somebody in to do stuff with me, or otherwise it's gonna be very boring. Just me, because like I said, I'm really bad at like talking and watching the chat. Um, nope, it looks like looks like Brian is not with us that weekend. Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, I already volunteered to do stuff. Well, yeah, that's true, but you'd only be able to do it on. Well, are you gonna be off? Are you gonna be off the fifteenth or no? That's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. I definitely won't be off that day. Yeah. No, sorry. The 15th is a Friday. Oh, uh, same answer. Kids are streaming. Kids and streaming is hard to mix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's always holding a baby. She's always holding a baby. She's either holding a baby or pinned underneath him. You should see him, though. He's like the, he's like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man of cuteness. I have seen him. We're on Facebook. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he is adorable. He's so chubby. I love it. Holy poly chubby. You know, some babies don't get like that. They're just kind of, you know, but there's just something, there's something about breastfed babies, man. They just, they just chub so perfectly. They look like the little Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Love it. All right. Are we ready to start this? Yeah, I'm just talking because you you sound like Ben Stein sometimes. So, yeah, thanks. You're welcome. That's, um, that's I say that with all the <laughs> with all the love I can muster. I sound like Ben Stein. I'll take that as a win. Hey, he is huge. Oh my god, he's over twenty pounds. Oh my god, and he's only three days old. He's not three days old, but that would that would track. That would track. Josh makes some. Famously large children. 
Cat, could you imagine being pregnant with a 20-pound baby? My God. My brother was over 10 pounds when he was born, so. Well, listen, you're you're preaching to the choir there. She's given birth to all over 10-pound babies, I'm pretty sure. Either over 10 pounds or, like, right on the line. All three of them. Alright, so we're going to start this thing. Obviously, the little idle chat in the beginning won't be on YouTube, so this is a, a plus for watching it live. Really? You're going to cut out all the, the banter? That's like the best part of podcasts. I'm going to cut out the banter of us just chatting at the beginning of the of the stream. Okay. <laughs> so this is the Jester's Court with me, Jester, and we're evolving. So learned a lesson from the last time. Leaving a lot of room for chat interaction was not a great plan. So I have a guest with me, Mom Thulu. Um, you'll see that I am live and she has a picture. That's because she's sitting in her room naked. Listen, <laughs> listen, we had a nasty bout of norovirus. So I look like crap. That's why I don't have a anything. Okay, you're just going to have to deal. Okay, I look better in the animated version of myself anyway. Especially that big mole next to your, your mouth. Mole? That's not a mole. That's supposed to be a Band-Aid. Yeah, because that makes perfect sense. I had a pimple when I made that picture, okay? And I was like, I would cover that with a Band-Aid. <laughs> so, this is part two of episode one. Because when I thought that I was going to have 30-40 minutes worth of chat talk, I cut this up into three episodes. And now we're just going to call them parts of the same episode. Um, last time we did The Force Awakens. Now we're doing The Last Jedi. And my god, the hate is strong with this one. Like, death threats kind of hate. Um, proving once again that if it does not matter how good a film is, if it goes against what the fandom wanted or expected, it's deserving of nothing but hostility. Um, we're not going to be giving legitimacy... Legitimacy... To the darker parts of that, because there was some really screwed up stuff, especially with the, um, what's the character name, the Asian woman, the actor name? Uh, God, I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember, but, um, suffice to say that it was bigoted, sexist assholes left their dark hole and, like, made every, made very public their complaints. So, we're not going to talk about them any further. And I know generally the point here is to argue that despite the flaws, these movies are still fun to watch. But in this case, I, I don't even like the complaints, the major complaints. I don't think they're justified. So instead, we're just going to shut down all the complaints. Does that sound like fun? Okay, so before we get into that, can I have your honest opinion? Did you really like the movie? I did. See, so did I. So, <laughs> But, you know, I, I'm, I'm the unfortunate one that watches Star Wars through, like, the rose-colored glasses of things. So when they brought it out, I was, like, the fangirl in the front row with, like, you know, like, stars in her eyes, just absolutely loving everything that I was seeing on the screen. And was so disappointed afterwards whenever, you know, we got home and everybody was just ripping on it, man. It was just, like, taking a chunk out of my soul. I was like, geez, you guys need to cut it some slack. Yeah, I know we're in a different era. And I know Lucas isn't doing it, but my lord. They really, I mean, re they really alert. did this one. Spoiler alert, I know it's Jesser's Court. But um, we're picking titles that I like. So the end of the, the, end of the episode, it's going to be Shut Up People, It's Good. Okay. So just to get that out of the way, 
you were a fan of the of the movie. We are, in particular, Perfect. Princess Leia. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm a Leia fan too. So anyway. Yeah, you don't even pretend like you weren't devastated when she died on screen Listen, and in real life. You're talking to the woman who every time I see her, like if we watch rewatch them now, and I see Leia on screen. You can't even look at me, because if you look at me, I'm going to start crying. Because, like, right after she died, we went and saw this movie, and, like, my goodness, like, there she was, like, there she was, just out in the galaxy, like, you know, right after that one scene, and I was just, like, uh, just, like, sobbing, and I'm like, ugh, my emotions. <laughs> I, I do maintain that if the production knew that she was going to pass away in real life, they probably would not have killed off Luke. I, yeah, feel like the, I feel like the idea was to have one of them in the last. I don't think she knew she was going to pass away, though. Well, obviously, so, you know. obviously, no one knew. Yeah, I mean, you say, you say that like they had that, like she had the expectation, I'm going to die on this plane, you know, like, no. No, I'm just it, saying in hindsight, I feel like they wanted one of the twins there, and you would have got yeah. a different ending for Luke. Which You're is interesting, because right. that is actually the first of the so I, I basically Googled all the complaints and compiled, like, the top three. And Luke was a letdown was one of the number one complaints, people complaining about this movie. So we're going to, that's going to be our first topic is Luke was a letdown. And basically me bitch slapping those people and saying, shut up. Uh, yeah, because they're delusional. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I get it. We all wanted to see badass Luke Jediing up, all, you know, all over the place. Master of the Force is dominating. Um, too bad, though, because that's not what this movie is about. It's it's important to realize that while he's a character in the film, this is not a movie about Luke Skywalker. It's, as I said in the last episode, it's Rey and Kylo's story. It's not about Luke. Luke's job is to pass the torch, and in that, he has been represented extremely well. I, you know, he does his job. And what's more, Luke closing himself off from the Force and hiding away actually kind of fits with what's up. Sorry, I just got distracted because while I have alerts turned off, my OBS is open, so I'm getting alerts in my ear. <laughs> for the G for D, yeah. We're, no, we're getting followed by a bot. Hello, Gun 7, 9, and 3. <laughs> who I'm Great. sure is not a bot. Um, so anyway, Luke's job is to pass the torch, and he does that well. And him... Hiding away and kind of sulking, that's kind of fits. You know, he failed Ben, he knows it. If you want badass Luke, then I very much encourage you to watch the end of the movie and also the end of Mandalorian Season 2 because you will not be disappointed. Oh, okay. see, you can hear the alert because Mom Fulu insisted on doing this as a... As a call. As a call, of... so my, my audio is being piped through so you can hear her. No, I just, I don't, I don't understand the argument that Luke was a letdown. It just like, I don't understand the argument that Kylo was a letdown. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. It takes a hell of a lot of focus and concentration to be able to force project yourself. Like, wasn't he on a different freaking planet? He was on a different, wasn't he on a different planet? He, yes. Okay, so... To force project yourself through the galaxy to a different planet 
and do exactly what he did. How is that? How is that a letdown? How is that at all? Any sort of 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 failure in his in his connection to the force? Any sort of failure in his power? I mean, it does it doesn't track. It absolutely doesn't track. But you, you're right about the Mandalorian. That last scene, man. Oh, I haven't even seen the Mandalorian like all the way through. I think I've seen like the first two episodes. But I'm sorry. I just I can't find time to watch TV other than crime shows. Anyway, it's is it really good? Ugh, I need to watch it. I need. Jester's been trying to get me to watch it forever, and I just I just don't. But anyway, you know, like. I just, I just can't believe. I just can't believe the argument of Luke was a letdown. It's that is absolute bull baloney, in my honest opinion. I, I understand the argument. I just wholly, one hundred percent disagree with it. Yeah, because uh, you know, the argument is we wanted to see Luke take over, but it's not about Luke. So Luke's job in this movie was, you know, Obi Wan and Yoda from the original series. Here's the torch. Take it and run. Oh, and that's what he does. I do have a little bit, I do feel a little bit of their um, their complaint about Luke being just kind of absent. Um, so, I mean, with, with, with the way that they wrote the story and everything like that, they just made him this apathetic mess. And I mean, <laughs> like he didn't want to like do anything, you know, but... Well, and at this point, don't you know. don't really understand that. But as the story continues, and I think in the next movie is when you see what really happened between him and Ben, it makes perfect sense. He got yeah, so I mean, freaked out by Ben, he went to, he went and for a moment was going to just kill Ben. And that's what pushed Ben over the line. So, yeah, if, if that had been me, I'd probably be a little messed up too if I almost killed my nephew and caused him to become a Dark Lord of the Sith. You are absolutely right. Alderwich, uh, the Jedi are notoriously walking disasters. Uh, they you know, really are. It, what part of the theme of these movies, and even bigger in the expanded universe and and other material, is that the way Jedi did things is not great. You know, they're the good guys, but they're also pretty toxic. Yeah, because and some they, of they them cause are... their own problems. Yeah, and some of them have that feeling of like. Just being, you know, just like being so, oh God, what is the word? Holier than thou? That's not even, that's three words, but still, like holier than thou. Like they really, some of them really are like, you know, like, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. They're just really, they're really over the top with their, their, their push of the force and everything like that. Some of them are. Some of them are really good. Um, I will say that during the whole trilogy that you're talking about right now, that was my problem with Rey. I mean, I thought she was a great character, girl, girl power. She was great empowerment to women and everything like that. But at the same breath, it was like, come on, you know, some man, like, I mean, she found a lightsaber and she's like, I can use this. You know, like it, it was just... Immediately, she was like, ah, the Force, blah, blah, and you're just like... Yeah, but you gotta look at that, too, through... At least me, I choose to look at it through this. The Force is all about balance. So, Rey is the answer to Snoke and, spoiler alert, behind the scenes, the Emperor, and Ben, all, you know, this great dark side evil. So, she kind of 
if you look at it through that lens and the force is making it so that you know she is of equal without much so she doesn't need much training it's it's all inside her but that again that's the the force talking about balance because the force doesn't care about good or evil the force right. just wants things to be even yeah it's just i so don't know you have you have on this hand one great evil the force is gonna be like bet okay over here you got this chick you haven't met yet she is good and she is just as powerful Plus, again, well, anyway. spoiler alert, look at her family line. I mean, she was bound That's to be true. pretty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you you have me there. But, okay, let's move on to your next topic then. <laughs> All right, so Luke was a letdown. Check. Um, one of the other big things on the list, and it kind of ties into this, is Snoke's death was botched. That killing Snoke left the void. It took tension and fear out of the First Order, yada, yada. Um... And essentially, that just comes down to, you led me to believe this was the big baddie, and I don't like it that he wasn't. You tricked me. And, you know, we need to remind people again that this is not this is Kylo and Rey's story, not Snoke. Um, just like Luke did for Rey, Snoke helps Kylo get to where he the character needs to go. That's his purpose. So, you know, it's understand, understandable, but totally selfish that we expect the trilogy, you know, this trilogy to just be a rehash of the same tropes we saw in the original trilogy. And people have made that complaint anyway. But Ray and Kylo are a diet in the Force. Um, I just lost my whole train of thought. Ray and Kylo are a diet in the Force, but more than that, they are two halves of the same coin. The appeal of the story here is their journey and to discovery of who they are and where they fit into the universe. Which makes for a more interesting story than what people wanted to see when Snoke was pulling the strings and He's the end-all, be-all bad guy. Okay, well, unfortunately, I am with that comp that whole trope that thinks that Snoke was kind of an afterthought. Listen, <laughs> he was like a blink, and I get it that it's Rey and Kylo's story together as a dyad in the Force, and we're getting to that thing, because nobody had ever seen a dyad in the Force before. Though you could really kind of use that argument that uh, Luke and Leia were a dyad in the Force, but we're not going to touch that. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there just yet. But uh, there's a possibility I, there for that, but it, it was never explored. It was never explored, and that's partially because Leia didn't... I mean, Leia didn't really... Anyway, anyway, anyway I'm getting off topic. I'm getting, you're taking me on a... I'm going down a, a rabbit hole. Um, let me pull myself out of that. Uh, I thought Snoke was an afterthought. I really did. Like, yeah, he was this big guy with the hole in his face and everything, and I was like, yeah, he's about to, he's about to be, about to be badass, you know? Like, we're gonna see, like, some Palpatine-level shit going on, and then it was just kind of like, man, he's dead, and you're just like, what just happened? You know, like, I get it that he was there to lead Kylo in the right direction, but I feel like he didn't do, like, they didn't do enough of a big presence for him to even figure out why Snoke was a bad thing. And they're absolutely right. They kind of, they kind of, um, you're not absolutely right. They're absolutely right when they say that he, he was just kind of, like, you just kind of blinked out. They did the same thing to Captain Phasma. Like, I don't know if you've seen some of the things out there, what they had planned to do with Phasma. But, like, she was also just kind of an afterthought, you know? Like, there's a lady in a, you know, a disco stormtrooper outfit. We call her Captain Phasma, you know? Like, it, I don't know. Anyway, the First Order, I feel like, 
I do feel like that it was it was kind of like I saw where they were going, but the delivery wasn't as well as it should have been. It was a misdirect. It's supposed to have been like that. You were supposed to have been like, this is the guy. And then you find out, again, episode two out of three. So, you know, they're setting up the last movie. You know, that was the point. Like, oh, crap, we were wrong. Who is really behind all this? And you don't find that out until, you know, episode, I, I want to say episode three, but episode nine, actually. I get that he was a misdirect and everything, but they could have done more with his presence. And I know that I'm not, I mean, I know that I'm, I'm not the only person that felt that way. Cause obviously put it in there that you're, you're naysaying, you know, the naysayers, but like, come on, you have to agree to a certain extent that he just really wasn't, he like, he just really wasn't, he just, they could have done so much more with that. They but really that, could have done that so much tracks, more with that. though, because if he's Palpatine's pawn, He's not going to pick someone strong. He's going to pick someone who looks scary and can, you know, does what he says. Well, he definitely picked somebody that looks scary with the with the hole in the face and, you know, like feeble old man like Jakey Jaw. Come on. I mean, watching how easily he got killed, I'm wondering if he had force powers at all or if it was all just Palpatine using him as a puppet cuz he, you know, he died like that. He really did die like that. He didn't, didn't see he, it but... coming at all. They did more with the the the, the like four lightsaber robot than they did with Snoke. Did you talk about Grievous? Yeah, yes. <laughs> the four lightsaber robot. <laughs> what are you no, call he it? was he wasn't a robot. He was Vader. You know, the the prequel. He was you know version one of the Vader suit. He was a person who got augmented to the point where he was mostly machine. Yeah, sure. The four lightsaber robot. Is what he was. But anyway. Good lord. <laughs> You're right, though. That does make a certain point. And I could see where... I could see now the better misdirect on that um, when you say it like that. Like, was he even force strong? And with the way that he crumbled so fast, that isn't, that's a valid argument. That's something I'm going to have to ponder. Because, I mean, as strong... Regardless of how strong Lay... Le I almost said Leia. Ray and Kylo are... He had to at least see it coming. Even the weakest Jedi on the in the universe has at least an instinct at the last moment, like, oh crap. You know, it might not be a time to save them, but they would at least realize that he never even saw it coming. It's true. It's true. I mean, you're kind of right. It's it's kind of true. But maybe that's because, you know, he couldn't get away fast enough because he was like old man, crooked jaw, janky, needed a walker, you know, like I mean, Palpatine was doing better at the end. Okay, I, I've just got—I just have the Family Guy Star Wars now in my head with the <laughs> with the old man using the lightsaber walker. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> oh man, that's that's such a good show. I love that. Anyway, back to you for your point. <laughs> so that so that brings us to the the next gripe, which is the story goes nowhere. They undid all the previous movie, and um. It's kind of the crux of what I've been talking about. Uh, people just overwhelmingly are getting confused at the difference between they don't know where they're where the movie's going, and I thought it was one thing, and it turns out to be wrong. Uh, the writers and director aren't ob obligated to follow your fanfic, you know. That and just to say it again, they're not they're not obligated to live up to your fanfic. You know, you you thought Snoke was the end all bad guy. Too bad. Turns out he was a pawn, and you're wrong. Move on. The story is continuing. Um, 
Well, I mean, obviously the story doesn't go nowhere. I mean, it goes from point A to point B. So, you know, somebody who is not is not savvy with the story and is just wanting to have the story told to them, you know, they... There they is just, a... they... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, there is a little bit of breaking down the previous story and back and forth. Part of that's because it's the middle section of a trilogy, so it's yeah. supposed to kind of leave you hanging. Part of that is there was some behind-the-scenes crap with the directors not getting along at all, not having the same vision, they weren't on the same page. So there there was a little bit of that going on. Where uh, I don't like where Abrams left off, so we're going to do this. Oh my god, Abrams. <laughs> Let's not even get started on hey, Abrams. Hey, we're doing this whole series on the new <laughs> Star Wars trilogy. Without me mentioning the fact that I'm really not a big J.J. Abrams fan. Oh, neither am I. Neither am I. It, You know, nope, nope, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not even, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. I will say, though, there was not one Beastie Boys track in the whole trilogy, and I'm really proud of him for not going there. I mean, if he could find a way to make it fit in Star Wars, he probably would. I mean, the Beastie Boys <laughs> are his version of the white doves with john woo you know it's right right could you just see him dubbing over intergalactic at the end there where you know luke is doing his little force projection thing you know intergalactic you know just like they're probably on. you know what i bet you there's a director's cut where oh my that god happened. a blooper reel or something that's there <laughs> the, the beastie boys are somewhere in there i'm gonna make that i'm gonna make that clip <laughs> Do it, do it. I, I have to see it now. I have to see It'll be it. Like, in honor of you, Mr. Abrams, the scene I know you wanted to create. I, it's probably what they were fighting over is, is, you know, Abrams was in there somewhere going, okay, so we're going to put Beastie Boys here. Leia's out there floating in space, and they're like, okay, Beastie Boys goes there. And they're like, no, Intergalactic does not belong here. Just because there's space warrior peoples doesn't mean that we need to put the Beastie Boys in there. And Abrams is like, but they're my friends. <laughs> they're my friends. They must be. He he owns like royalties with them or something. Like every movie is God. Look, BC Boys are fun. Okay, BC Boys are Beastie like Boys. a good action flick. They're not quality. They're not going to win awards, but you know when you're in the mood for that kind of thing, they're fun to watch. It's true. It's true. But do they belong in every single movie ever made? Absolutely. No. Not. The it, answer is no. It was a stretch I, in Star Trek, but I t I I accepted it as a homage. But to put it into everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that part of me more part of me thinks that that's what the directors were actually arguing about was where do we put the Beastie Boys? Specifically, Beastie Boys. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like no uh, anyway. I will not have the BC boys in this episode oh yeah but it, it, back to the back to the point here it, the story goes nowhere it, it's the you're right it's the middle part of a trilogy and unless you know unless it's really uh, unless it's a really hand holding trilogy or like story there's gonna be there's, there's always the middle one that's kind of like huh I mean, yeah. Ultimately, can... ultimately, it's not supposed to be a standalone film. No, no, right. N nobody's gonna go out there and watch it and be like, "This is the only Star Wars movie I'm ever gonna watch ever." You know, like, no, they're not gonna just pick it and be like, "Today, I just really feel like watching," you know, episode eight of Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Yeah, they're just gonna do that on a Saturday or Sunday. It's 
No, you, you know, it, when you watch them together, it's a, it's a one, two, three. And there's always going to be the parts of a story that are kind of stagnant, not really stagnant so much, but more of a slower burn, right? And that's what this was. Coming from somebody who's a writer and uh, with my co-author here <laughs> in the chat with us, knowing that our second book, um, I mean, everybody said, oh, yeah, it's great. But then, you know, when they got to like the third one, you know, everybody had a favorite. So the second book, you know, was kind of it, it was kind of a little bit of a slower burn. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, the if you're in the middle of a if you're in the middle of see like a, a a trilogy the second one's always going to be always going to be kind of a you know like eh, that was a good waste of two and a half hours you know it's anyway. it's all part of doing a multiple you know multiple yeah i won't say book but multiple movie multiple book it works with books too like you said um one of my favorite Anne rice series is the the, the mayfair witches and the yeah. first book unless you're a history guy like me as slow as anything because it's all just this genealogy of the family the whole book is just chunks of a century-long family story this person married this person and fought this person and it ties in with everything but if you looked at that book by itself it's like okay cool um this family had a ghost with them their whole life uh yeah um i was not a fan of the mayfair witches uh, I know we're not talking about that. We're talking about Star Wars. But when it comes... Uh, you know what? I'm not even... No, we're done. Goth people. <laughs> goth people saying goth things. Okay, on to um, your next... Alderwitch said, said much anger over introducing the grumpy Finn. Oh, okay. She's talking about... Um, so we wrote a trilogy, and she's talking about our characters. Oh, so, I thought we were talking yeah. about from the movie. So at the end of the first book, we introduced um, a character named Finn, and then he kind of became part of the, like a big, like a huge part of the story from here on. Like we haven't even written the rest of the, the second trilogy yet, but Finn is a humongous part of it. And then people were like, oh my God, I knew you're going to put them in there. Oh my God, I can't believe it. And then they were like, no, I really like it now. So it was like a real toss up of, it was, some people really loved that we went with that direction and other people were like, what the heck? Uh, anyway, but <laughs> that's what that's what she was referencing. All right, I think uh, to sum things up, though, people complain about this. And the stuff that people complain about in this film are, to me, what makes it more compelling and interesting. Um, Snoke being a misdirect, misdirect, you don't see that one coming. You learn about Kylo's past. Specifically, you learn Luke's part in his fall. And your tease with Rey might have a more interesting past than what we were led to believe. You get the little nuggets of... Of you, you don't find out who her parentage is, but you do find out when she is in that cave that it's more interesting than we were led to believe. It wasn't just they they weren't just junkers who left her on the planet. And yeah, it leaves leaves you feeling like it was incomplete, but that's because it is. It's the second installment, like we like we've been saying in a trilogy, and just like Empire before it, it's unfinished. But the movie does a good job at what it was supposed to do, which is set up the final movie, and. It's fun to watch. So, I mean, what else do you want from a Star Wars flick than it's fun to watch? It's it's enjoyable. It's got some good fighting scenes. It's got, you know, Princess Leia being badass. It's got Luke being badass. And I thought I muted those alerts, but apparently, nope, they are still coming through. Oh, no. No, I was just going to say, oh, dear. No, I, I was just waiting for the alert to go off so that when we... Oh, okay, So we okay, can okay. cut out as many of those as possible. 
Uh, so Alderwich says here, she says, fans have their favorites and new characters always split it. See BB-8. Uh, listen, I was BB-8's biggest fan. I freaking love that little bot. I loved him as much as R2. I was real sad that R2 didn't wake up in the first, like, <laughs> two, two movies. And, you know, like, BB-8 was that the filler for me. I loved his little attitude, you know, and he was like a real roly-poly thing. This is a cool bot. Come on, he's a, he's a rolling bot. Could you imagine? Like, was there a, just a gigantic magnet in him, like, holding him together? Like, I don't know, but... See, she's... I like BB-8 a lot, too. He was my favorite. I love BB-8. <laughs> BB-8 was cool. And R2 was off because R2 does what he's told. Yeah, I know. R2 does what he's told. But then we had sassy little BB-8 in there being a brat, and I loved it. It's a magnet. We have a mini BB-8. Alder Witch is confirmed. It is a magnet that's in him. <laughs> I want a mini BB-8. It does raise some logistical questions about how a robot that is just a big circle functions around everything. Like, did they build little handicap right. ramps for him to go up and down? Uh, I'm going to have to watch the making of that because they have, I mean, they have a big functional BB-8, of course. Um, so, you know, like, some of them were, like, uh, <laughs> CGI, but, like, they did have an actual bot like that, and I want to know how that thing works. <laughs> and she says, R2 is the embodiment of the Force's will. I will die on that hill. <laughs> I love <laughs> R2 that. R2 is great. Think about we it over the course him. of all nine movies. R2, when you see him in, like, A New Hope and Empire, R2 knows who Luke is. R2 knows who, knows who Vader is. He doesn't say a freaking word. Doesn't Nothing. say a word. <laughs> None your business, okay? None your business. Um, I'm gonna go with, though, like, even though there were so many complaints about this movie... I bet you all of these, like, Star Wars collectors, naysayers, all of that, they have a copy. So it did what it was supposed to do. It got people talking. You know, it was, uh, you're right, it was a great way to, it was an enjoyable movie. But, you know, as we know, the, the Star Wars fandom is, like, the most toxic fandom out there. So <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I, I don't know what everybody wants from it. You know, it's always so frustrating to me whenever people, like, really go down on like your favorite your favorite stories they're just like oh my god that was just terrible and i'm always that person that's like what the heck are you talking about i will fight you for this you know oh and and you're absolutely right the star star wars fandom is the worst we are the worst oh god it, it's it's terrible like it, it's it's nice when you find people who are like-minded enough to share your opinions on them but uh you know you ever heard the 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 rule that in a conversation there are several things you shouldn't talk about politics religion and star wars um viva la dirt league i don't know if you know them they're, they're they do youtube stuff they did a no, whole I... they did a whole bit on like you know liking episode one and like it ending the guy's entire like oh <laughs> like he's like oh you like the film great um now when you say the first one you mean the original you know he's all happy and the guy he's talking to is like no no uh, yeah yeah the original episode one he's like episode one yeah the one with jar jar and stuff and like the whole conversation shifts to you are a horrible person you shall die yeah <laughs> uh i wasn't a fan of episode one either but um you won't see you the know, you won't see the prequels on, on Jester's Court. I, I, I can assure you of that. <laughs> I mean, come on, they weren't that... No, they were that bad. Okay, well, let, 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 listen. 
we're, we're living up to the stereotype of Star Wars fans are the worst and most toxic fandom out there. I could Brian's spice telling the you to drink water, together. so you might want to drink water. I, I've been drinking my coffee every time he does that. Oh, okay. Well, that's not water. It's a diuretic, ding dong. It's mostly water. <laughs> and it's the anyway. sponsor of the show. I'm drinking B-Res coffee. Bean juice. <laughs> it's bean juice. Bean juice. Says the woman who drinks almond milk, which is what? Listen, no, I do not drink almond milk. I drink oat milk, thank you, and it's because I'm queer. I'm not sure how those two connect, but okay. It's a thing. It's a thing. If you're queer, <laughs> you drink oat milk. Okay. Maybe that's why I don't like oat milk. Probably. Probably. Do a whole Jar Jar episode. <laughs> no, because I the whole point of the episode, so our son is in chat and wants us to do a Jar Jar episode. But the point of this is for me to argue that things are actually good despite all the negativity. And yeah, we can't make that I argument that, that we have Jar -Jar. to talk about Jar Jar. <laughs> when I you're mean, if Lucas about... wants to pay me like 10 grand and I'll pretend, but outside of that... We're talking about the single-handed being that allowed Palpatine to completely just... I mean, he, he gave Palpatine the power to take over the entire galaxy, Brian. We're talking about the one stupid idiot character that just walked in and said, this is all of the things and all of the beautiful future, and I'm just going to screw it. I'm just going to take my pants off and just screw it. Oh, God, I hate Jar Jar. I just, uh, listen, his stupid, uh, I'm, I'm done, I'm done. Before I go down a rabbit hole of Jar Jar 8, I gotta quit. <laughs> Killswitch Studio still wants us to do Jar Jar. Killswitch, you are welcome to do your own show. You can do your own you can do talk your about Jar Jar, Jar Jar all you want. Yeah, you can even, uh, but I swear to God, if you start talking like him, I'm, I'm gonna lose my shit. Because <laughs> I can stand that. Me so oh. think Jar Jar good. Misa this think is, Jar Jar this is why I decided to have a guest host with me instead of chat responses because <laughs> Misa think Jar Jar good is, you know, what am I going to do with that? So, um, any other questions, thoughts, chat, other than our son thinking Jar Jar is good? <laughs> we might have to disown him at this point. I'm kidding. I would never. I would never. We're just going to have to brainwash him into thinking that Jar Jar's bad. You wouldn't think you'd have to brainwash for that, but you know. <laughs> going to go full clockwork orange on him. <laughs> Ultimately, though, I think both hosts, I know me and Monthulu agree, Last Jedi. Good film. Great flick. Go watch Great it. Great flick. Just yeah, ignore the internet. Good. Ignore the internet. And, okay, 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 wait, wait, wait. Before we end this, <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about Adam Driver. <laughs> and his, it, I'm sorry, topless Adam Driver in that movie was so awkward. That was like my one huge complaint about this movie. He's an awkward looking Adam kid. Driver. No, he's actually not. Like, okay, he's got like the crooked jaw and everything like that, which is, a, you know, a disorder. He's got a disorder. But, like... He's really not. Like, if you see him in other movies and stuff like that, he's been shirtless before. He's not. He's actually a pretty hot guy. You're like, ooh, Adam Driver. But then there he was. There he was with his high-waisted pants all, like, shirtless. And I was like, Ugh. 
No, I haven't seen John Oliver's commentary on Adam Driver. I'm gonna she have does to not see like John now. Oliver. I do, but I have not heard that one. I'll have to look for it. Yeah, because I'm interested to know now. Because <laughs> that was like the most awkward scene. I cringed. Please tell me. I cringed. I did. Okay, I okay. Alderwitch just posted a quote from the um, the episode of John Oliver. She's talking about Wreck Me, You Are, Wreck You me. Magnificent Man Moose. And I do remember that. And it was awesome. Uh, you know what? Okay, okay. So Kill Switch, even though we're not talking about this and we're fixing to wrap up the episode, um, he says, is Jar Jar secretly a part of the Sith? That is one of the theorized fan ideas out there, was that um, Jar Jar was a part of the plot all along and not a manipulated a-hole, you know? like Because that's what they really played him off to be in the, in the first trilogy, was just like this manipulated, you know, like, naive Simple thing. Simple creature but that, you know, we can make do what we yeah. want. Yeah, and you know what? If they would come out and say, no, Jar Jar was a, like he was part of the dark Jedi or part of the Sith or something, it would make him more interesting. It's the only, the only platform at which I'll accept Jar Jar as a valid character. Exactly. And Alderwitch says not evil is also driven by incompetence. Oh, well, and yeah, that's, that's exactly how right. That's how yeah. it stays. Yeah. I, 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 he had no business being on the Senate to begin with. I mean, like he was such a simple, he was such a simple guy and such a klutz. And just a terrible person that they kicked him out of his own colony. <laughs> they kicked him out of his own colony. Oh my god, we're gonna we're we're doing it. Like, listen, Killswitch, you're not allowed to bring up Jar Jar anymore because you are actually taking us down the Jar Jar rabbit hole. Well, and, and we don't need to go okay, there. Incompetence. Yoda's biggest failure in the prequels was not losing the fight to the Emperor. That was his second biggest failure. His first biggest failure was not realizing. That Emperor Palpatine was a Sith to begin with. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have hit that right on the I, head. I am ashamed um, for that moment. Yeah, because you know that there were... I mean, he should have known. With Yoda being as strong in the Force as he was, he should have known. But that just speaks to the level of just, like, depravity and, like, dark energy and uh, just the... Okay, so it should really speak to how strong Ray is to know how how strong her grandfather was that he was able to hide himself from a Jedi grandmaster for I mean, how many years? Like 20, 30 years? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that I mean, if anybody sits there and says, "Yeah, I wasn't really that impressed," blah 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 blah, that should speak, okay? That should speak because because that that takes a lot of that takes a lot of force. Everybody always thinks that the Skywalker line is like the strongest out there with the force. And this the, this whole trilogy really brought into context that there are stronger lines out there and there could be some secretly stronger. I mean, you see that that uh, in this particular movie, I believe, you see that boy uh, at the end where he's walking through and he reaches for the broom which is halfway across the room and it just flies to him. Come on. You know, Luke couldn't do that at first. And this boy just reaches out and grabs it. So it brings into context, everybody always idolizes the Skywalker line. Yeah, but we don't know that Luke couldn't do that at that age. We don't meet Luke at that age. I, he was, like, he, he, we did meet Luke at that. I mean, we met him older and he couldn't do that. Yeah, but at that point, you know, he's blocked it out and stuff. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Alderwitch says in the retconned extended universe, the Force witches are crazy powerful. Yes. Um, 
there's a lot of stuff in the expanded universe. And this is a little bit of a, a spoiler towards the next episode. But you know, everyone's like everyone's so pissed that oh the Emperor was the bad guy. How how stupid. And, uh, obviously Alderwich knows the expanded universe books. How many times did the bad guy end up being the Emperor? It was every other book. Yeah. He came back to life so many damn times. So many times. So these are the same people who love the expanded universe and hate that it got cut out are also the same people talking like, how could it possibly be the Emperor? Like, really? Yeah, like, did how, how did he come in the... Well, exactly, exactly. Um, but also, she's probably sitting right... I don't know, Josh is probably with her in somewhere in, in the living room right now, and he is the big Star Wars fan over there. So he's probably got a bit of a say on that as well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no... Uh, I don't want us to talk too much, too much more about that, or we're going to end up spoiling some of your next episode. <laughs> probably a good idea. Um, yeah, I think it's probably good that we can go ahead and wrap up now. Um, thank you, everyone, for hanging out, and Mom Thulu for this was a guest host, but I'm hoping this becomes more of a permanent thing if she's if she's game, at least for a, not maybe not every episode, but a lot of episodes because it was fun. She says Josh is putting the groceries away. I didn't make him watch because the chat would have been full of his all his opinions. We want his opinions. Tell him we next time. Opinions. Next Sunday, six PM Central, we do part three of episode one, and he needs to be here. We need Star Wars fans in opinion. the chat. He's got good opinions, but he's smarter than me, so sometimes I can't keep up with Josh debates. So because <laughs> he's wicked smart. Uh, anyway, okay, so it was nice. It was nice being on your show, and um, yeah, I would be happy to make this a semi-permanent fixture at least, but, um, you know, only for certain things. I definitely want to be a part of your Mass Effect, though, one, because I have all the opinions about Mass Effect. It doesn't matter which Mass Effect we're doing. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter which Mass Effect we're doing. I'll be there for all of them. I want to be a part of that. Well, have your yes, people call Aris. my people. <laughs> Uh, your people is, and my people is Tobias, and he's over on the bed snoring. <laughs> All right, we're going to call it then. I am in process of hiring a contractor to make some music for us to go in and out from. By which I mean our 14-year-old son who thinks he's on contract and needs to be freelance. <laughs> that was like the best thing ever in Facebook. Like, I don't know if I'm freelance yet. You're just sitting here going... Who <laughs> signed you, sir? <laughs> Jeez. So until we have that stuff set up, it's just going to be good night. And thank you guys. And Abrupt Into the Stream starts now.